Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the so-called Fantasy Experts Fantasy Football Podcast. Um, the name I'd like to shorten, so we're working on that. But tonight, our guest is nobody. It is just me tonight and you. Um, because I realized over the last three, four, five weeks, uh, I've been bringing people on. We had David Ganos, Levi Serfos, we've had uh, Sarah Lewis last week to talk about um, daily fantasy football. It's a game to, uh, you know, master. It's, you know, immediate satisfaction, but you could also have immediate disappointment of losing. Um, so we've been giving you tips. You know, you've heard, you've heard me talk before. I'm not the best at it, so I was trying to pick up some tips along with you. Um, and to show how committed we are to giving you the best product here at So-Called Fantasy Experts, tonight, what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick a team. I'm going to make a, uh, a daily fantasy football team for this weekend. Uh, I'm not going to use this Thursday night game for reasons I'll go into later. Uh, but I'm going to pick it using the tips that I, that my fellow uh, experts here and writers here have given out to you, and we'll see if they work. Because if I win, we'll know they're good tips, and if I lose, it's because I just don't know how to interpret those tips correctly. Um, so I think it'd be an interesting podcast. Uh, I'm going to talk through some of my strategy. You know where I picked up things from some of the people before. Um, and hopefully it uh, will, you know, win us some some dough because isn't that what daily fantasy football is all about? Um, yeah, I'd probably say it's the dough. Partial satisfaction, mostly the dough. And a lot of my season-long teams, to be honest, I've had a lot of Tony Romo injuries uh, across them and Des Bryant, um, Jordy Nelson, Devontae Adams just got banged up on Monday night. So... Things weren't looking aren't looking great for me season long, so we might I might be doing more of this. All right, so let's get into it. Um, and I know when I was doing the baseball podcast, I used to complain a lot about my teams' um, injuries and their problems. So I'm not going to do that. We're just going to uh, move to daily fantasy. All right, so first thing I learned back in preseason uh, with our daily fantasy primer featuring David Ganos was how to build up a bankroll. His suggestion was 50-50 leagues. So I have a couple bucks. I'm using FanDuel. Um, I know FanDuel, DraftKings, are two big ones, and there's different um, pricing and scoring and all that good stuff. So I'm going to go with Fan. I'm on FanDuel right now. Um, I just picked it kind of randomly, and that's where we're at. So we're doing a 50-50, $1, a league. My salary is 60000 bucks. I need a quarterback, two running backs, three receivers, a tight end, a kicker, and a defense. I believe on DraftKings it's two receivers and a flex. So let's just pretend I'm using receiver as my flex if you prefer DraftKings. Um, 50-50, obviously, 50 of the people win, 50 people lose, and you double your investment. So I'm playing a $1 league. If I win, I'll be getting back a whole shiny, 
crisp $1 bill. Uh, so we'll we'll start off with that. Okay. Now, the first thing we're going to have to do is look at the scoring because I need to know off the back uh, how much everything's worth. And it looks like receptions are worth half a point. Okay. I like that. My strategy with running backs usually is pass catchers. Pass catching running backs are usually valued a little lower in season long. So hopefully, same thing in daily. Um, and if they, they they don't have to get all the rush yards, maybe the small, quick, shifty guys, uh, Deion Lewis of the Patriots would be a great example. He happens to not be playing this week because they have a bye. But somebody like that, you can get seven, eight touches out of the backfield, and each touch gets you a point as opposed to a, like a power back whose touches don't get them points, but they might only get a few yards. So we're going to start with running back. No, we're not going to start with running back. That's a season-long thing. Levi taught me the position you want to go after, spend your big money on, is quarterbacks, because um, they tend to give you the most points and they're most consistent. Obviously, you could have a Derek Carr week or, you know, Andy Dalton started the season. Tyrod Taylor comes to mind as well. Excuse me. But I think it's obvious. Uh, last week, Aaron Rodgers lit up Monday Night Football. Uh, last week, San Francisco 49ers got lit up by Carson Palmer. And they're playing each other this week. The 49ers are playing Green Bay. It's in San Francisco. It's not as ideal as in Green Bay for picking Rodgers. But uh, if Carson Palmer could do it, I think Aaron Rodgers should be fine. Um, he's 9200 is a salary, which is, I think that's not too bad. He's not the most expensive player of the week. That would be Julio Jones in 94. So, you know, I'm spending a pretty penny on my quarterbacks. But like I said, I like those cheap pass-catching running backs. So I could save some money there. The other... People I would cons- I'm thinking I would consider. Uh, Andrew Luck's play in Jacksonville it seems pretty enticing. Andrew Luck and the Colts have been less than stellar so far this season, I'll say. Um, if you listen to the podcast last week, Sarah, Lewis, and I went over the whole Colts issue. And I had a Jaguars seem better than uh, of years past. They seem semi formidable. Um, the defense is getting pressure on the quarterback. Luck's offensive line is not great. So I'm going to stay away from him. I know people are really expecting a bounce back at some point, and I'm sure there will be, but uh, that's not for me. Matt Ryan playing Houston's the next guy on the list. Uh, obviously, he has Julio Jones to throw to, but he's not going to attend touchdowns. Um, he's playing Houston. They're not the best defense. But I still think the Rodgers is more valuable. Uh, Drew Brees, Cam Newton, the next couple guys. Newton, obviously with his running ability, you know, that could be something nice. Drew Brees, I don't have a lot of faith in. He's still banged up. And that Dallas team is better than uh, I think a lot of people expected. We could go down the list and there's um, Derek Carr, like I said, would be an interesting play. He's only $7,000 as opposed to Rodgers' 9200 uh, he's playing Chicago, who just got beat up by the Seahawks, and they really haven't put up much of a fight so far this season. 
So I, I think about that, or even well, Carson Palmer at 8,200. That's a little pricey um, for Carson Palmer, and he's going against St. Louis, so I would stay away from that one as well. I just think Aaron Rodgers. You know what you're getting. It's worth paying the money. Uh, you pay for quality, and it says he gets 26.1 fan points per game. So I'll take that. Uh, on to running backs. The top guy. Adrian Peterson, nine grand. Le'Veon Bell, eighty nine hundred. Jamal Charles, eighty seven hundred. Uh, all good choices. Uh, I already have Rogers, so I can't really splurge on one of these guys just yet. I'm going to look down the list for a couple of mid tier guys that I like a lot. That would be Latavius Murray and Joseph Randall. I don't know if I'm going to take both of them. Um, just because they're both in the $7,400 to $7,500 range. And that's, I don't want it to, you know, be um, strapped for cash already. Excuse me. I know Joseph Randall had a huge game last weekend, um, and I'm sort of leaning his way over Murray just because of the offensive line. And if the, the, uh, the Cowboys are sort of, trying to ease Brandon Whedon into it, they're going to hand the ball off a lot. Uh, even Lance Dunbar somebody I might consider if I'm, if I'm in a flex league, like DraftKings, maybe playing him at the flex spot because of that pass-catching ability. We had 10 catches last week. You know, coming out of the backfield, that guy's fast and he can catch. The uh, seems like people really started to get on my bandwagon with the pass-catching running backs. Uh, Murray, he's played great last week. I'm just a little a little more hesitant um, with him than Murray because he hasn't had a ton of rush yards. Um, Murray hasn't had a lot either. It's just the offensive line for me. Uh, Murray is less expensive by 100 bucks, but the offensive line, I think, is worth uh, more than is, – is worth more than Joseph Randall's total, total skill. I'd say I'm buying the offensive line more than I'm buying Joseph Randall. Um, now we're going to move down the list. Oh, wow. Jeremy Hill at 6,700 is a nice, interesting play. Uh, I know he had some struggles last week and hasn't really played great so far this season. He had some touchdowns, uh, in week one, which got a lot of people some points, but week two or week three, he has done very, very little, but he was a huge, huge, uh, for a second-round talent coming into it. So maybe uh, he, he breaks out. It's against a good Kansas City team. It's who he'd be facing. So I, I'm considerate, but we'll keep moving. There's one guy I am looking for. Oh, actually, yeah, there's one guy I'm looking for here. And his name is Danny Woodhead. Um, Danny Woodhead, I think, is one of the more underrated running backs in the league. He... Was great two years ago for San Diego. Uh, he was hurt last year, obviously, but he seems to be one of Rivers' favorite targets uh, with Gates out. Rivers needs to get the ball to somebody. Uh, and he's had a lot of targets so far. Uh, 16 targets, um, 12 receptions, 119 yards. He's also got 25 rushing attempts, which is a good amount for a backup. So I'm... I'm going with him at 6100 bucks. 
Yeah. I also just big Danny Woodhead fan, so it works out for me. Some other guys, I mean, if you think Lamar Miller might break out against the Jets, I don't personally. He's 6,400. There's some big names from the, you know, it's only been three weeks, but Justin Forsett, 67 against Pittsburgh. Um, I know they've played well this year. They haven't been great last year, and not a lot has changed. Maybe you go with him. Uh, but Jeremy Hill, like I said, Chris Johnson of uh, reborn CJ2K, maybe for 60, 67 as well, is a guy that I'm sure a lot of people would think about. But not for me, not today. Uh, since I have Aaron Rodgers, there's one guy I know I want to grab, and that is James Jones. I don't. Let's search for him to see what he costs, and that would be $6,000. That's a nice first receiver. Um, like I said in the opening, Devontae Adams is hurt. Or he got banked up last weekend. I don't know exactly how hurt he is. Let's look that up. Uh, but either way, Rodgers is looking for uh, his his newfound old friend, I guess. He's, he's re-found his old friend uh, in James Jones. So I'm going to take him. Cheap guy. I like it. Um, now as we move down the list, I see that from the top it goes Julio Jones, Odell Beckham, Antonio Brown, Demarius Thomas, A.J. Green, Randall Cobb. I don't want Cobb. I don't want to have the whole Packers offense. Thomas, interesting. Uh, he's sort of come on a little bit of late. Antonio Brown just lost his quarterback. Beckham going against Buffalo. I'm not sure. I'm totally behind them thinking uh, that Odell Beckham will have a great day. Julio Jones in 9,400. It's expensive, but he's getting 28 uh, points a week. And that, again, maybe this is a time where it's just worth paying for him. Um, While I pull up his stats, let's see, he has 46 targets already, 440 yards and four touchdowns through three games. So it's pretty good numbers. The... Houston doesn't have the greatest of secondaries, and it seems Matt Matt um, Matt Ryan really just is looking his way a lot. He is questionable uh, right now. He's a hamstring and uh, toe stuff, but it doesn't seem to have bothered him so far. I'm going to go on a limb and take Julio Jones here. So I've got two big players. Three low money play or two low money players and a mid level guy in Joseph Fram. Uh we'll leave that last wide receiver for if we had flex for DraftKings. We'll pretend it's like that for FanDuel. They'll be the last guy, but tight end, there is a guy I've been eyeing here as well. He's not Jimmy Graham, he's not Travis Kelsey, he's nobody at the top of the board. Um, his name is Charles Clay. Uh, I know he has not, you know, throughout his career, he hasn't been like a huge producer, a big, uh, you know, won't get you a lot of catches, won't get you a lot of yards. But I do know that the Giants linebacking core is pretty terrible. Uh, being a Giant fan, I've watched a lot of their games, and they are awful. So I'm thinking Clay can uh, find some separation or, or just, you know, maybe slip out. A linebacker loses him in coverage. Gets some yards. He has a touchdown in two straight weeks. Um, he's soon becoming a little more involved in the offense. 
for 5,200 uh, bucks. I think it's a nice, low, cheap play. He's down there with Zach Ertz, uh, Larry Janelle, Eric Ebron, all sort of boomer bust guys. Uh, everybody's Crockett Gilmore is 5,300. I don't know if he could put up another great week like he did last week, and if he does, maybe I'll think about him next week. Uh, Martellus Bennett in Chicago at 55 is also pretty interesting since yeah, he is one of the more athletic tight ends in the league. But I like my clay picks. I'm going on a gut feeling here. I just don't see the Giants linebackers being able to really stick with these people or stick with Charles Clay in coverage or, or just keep him off the board completely. Um, and if Cromartie plays, that's another guy out there to cover Sammy Watkins with. Uh, there's Prince and Kamara who can sort of cover Robert Woods. Charles Clay seems to be the biggest um, advantage they have right now uh, of the pass catchers. Let's go to defense because we're going to need somebody to get us some turnovers. Um, Seattle playing Chicago last week would have been an easy one to pick, but we don't have anything like that this week. Arizona playing St. Louis, that's kind of interesting. Arizona has been dominant. Also, I'm interested in the Eagles playing Washington because Washington's been very turnover-prone uh, with fumbles and Kirk Cousins throwing interceptions. So I'm considering that one as well. Hmm, this is tough. Philadelphia or Arizona? Let's go Arizona. Mm, maybe Philadelphia. We'll go Arizona right now. See how they turn out. Tyron Matthew looks to be back to his LSU self. The front line, front four is getting pressure. The secondary is getting takeaways. Um, Nick Foles, while he's a good quarterback, I don't think he's a great quarterback, and I think he may have some trouble. Oh, I haven't even mentioned Patrick Peterson, who is one of the best corners in the league. I, I think Foles, Nick Foles, Nick Foles, Nick Foles, a kicker, um, could have some trouble with that. The whole team just seems to be, like, really clicking right now. It's in Arizona. They're going to have the home fans behind them. Uh, St. Louis had that good, that great first game against the Seahawks. They've been sort of struggling a little bit since. I look for that to continue. Uh, some of the other teams I was looking at before I move on, I like the Jets against Miami, but I like the Jets. I like the Jets last week against Philadelphia is I thought Philly might really be having some trouble on offense, but Miami's offense and Philly's offense are two totally different things. Uh, Philadelphia has really seemed like they just weren't hitting, like the passes were there, they just were dropped passes, uh, missing the running lane, stuff like that. Well, Miami's offense, nothing seems like it's there. So I don't want... I would bet against them. I'd take the defense playing them, and that would just happen to be the Jets. And taking Revis is never a bad idea. Um, Green Bay against turnover-prone San Francisco. That could be interesting as well. Denver against Minnesota. I like that too, but I, I just think the Arizona, their offense is clicking great. It's clicking so well at the moment. They're playing great. They have stars uh, in the secondary. They have really, really solid guys on the front four. And the St. Louis team just does not really have play the players that I think can uh, 
really take advantage or, or exploit the Arizona secondary. Uh, Philadelphia, I also, if I go, if I need money later, I want to change something around. I'll probably switch it to Philadelphia. They're only forty five hundred, as opposed to Arizona's five thousand uh, dollar price tag. Five hundred dollars could be a lot, um, you know, and, and when it comes to receivers, or if I want to upgrade a running back or something like that. So it may be worth going back and seeing how that turns out um, in a couple of days. See if I still feel this way. Because I have I have not picked any Thursday night players. Oh, I never got to this. I don't want to take um, any Thursday night players because it seems to be a tough week, a tough game to gauge, at least in my opinion. Um, teams only have a couple of days to get ready. And I think uh, Levi might have been talking about this when we were on the podcast. He doesn't tend to use Thursday players either. There's not a ton of information um, at hand before the game start. So they have four days to prepare. Um, one team's probably going to play sloppy. You rarely get a really well-played game on Thursday night. One team's probably going to play sloppy, and one team will play good. Well, they could both play sloppy. Uh, but you don't really know like who's going to play better, who's going to play worse, who are the guys that are going to bust out. It's just harder, in my opinion, to judge. Um, I believe, I don't want to give credit to Levi. It wasn't Levi, but I think, I'm pretty sure it was Levi who was telling telling us where to be wary about the Thursday night games. Um, so would you take his advice, leave those guys out, and the Thursday night game this week is, um, I don't remember. Baltimore at Pittsburgh, I believe. Uh Oh, I didn't even remember that the Jets are playing in London this week against the Dolphins. So maybe that makes them a little more enticing. Miami might be jet-lagged. It'll be cold. It'll be rainy. I don't know. That's just my image of England. Um, but then the lag, the lag time of five, six hours ahead, I believe, that could be tough for guys to deal with, too. So I'm going to stay away from them. The defense thing would be the only one I would consider just because, you know, if Miami's lagged and the Jets aren't as lagged, they could take, get a lot of points off of that. But if the Jets are lagged and Miami's not, they could totally be exploited. So similar to that Thursday night game where it's just this, the um, – Stuff surrounding the game makes it tough for to figure out who's going to be ready to play. This London game, I think, is the same way. I feel pretty happy with the Arizona play. Um, I'm a little worried that I am just seeing those interception returns for touchdowns from last week running like on loops in my brain and hoping that happens again. But even if they don't get that, I think they'll, they'll get some turnovers and they'll, they'll keep St. Louis off the scoreboard. So we move on to everybody's favorite position, the kicker. Um, yeah, I don't know. I was going to think I'm going to try to think of a way to make it you excited to get to draft the kicker, but I don't really have one. I have 1100 uh I have 11700 bucks left. So 
last when we checked before I moved to tight end and kicker, we had 2190. That was when we took a quarterback, two running backs, and two receivers. So now as we start looking through um, the kickers, there are obviously some guys who are priced kind of high. Uh, Stephen House got 51. I mean, it's not high relatively to other things, but the lowest you can get a kicker for is 45. And I remember, oh, God, I don't remember exactly what Levi was telling me about kickers. Um, but I believe he said there's not a ton of difference between the top guys and the bottom guys. It's just, you know, it's sort of random as who's going to kick the field goals, uh, whose teams are going to stall out in the 30s, 40s and have the field goals kicked, and whose teams are going to, you know, be scoring touchdowns and they're only getting extra points. I would like to save a little money here since I, you know, I spent on Julio Jones and I would like to not have to put him back in the pile. So I'm looking for a team who I think has a competent offense, but not a great offense. Uh, So if it has a good running back, but not a great one, or a good quarterback, not a great one, who can get this team, you know, a couple first downs, move them into opponent territory, and then stall out. Um, Yeah, that's. I think that's what I want to do, as opposed to going very high, high end and taking somebody like Steven Hauschka or Dan Bailey, who just the system is telling me they think they'll be good. I like to go out on my own. The guy I was thinking was Josh Brown of the Giants. I know I'm probably sound like I'm hating on the Giants, and they are my favorite team, but their offense stalls a lot. Uh, at 4,800, he would bring my total to. 6,900. So we could get a pretty solid receiver for that amount. So I'm going to go with Josh Brown as my kicker. I just think Eli Manning and Odell Beckham, they can move up and down the field. But a lot of times, once Odell gets tackled, the offense doesn't move really much until then. The running game of Andre Williams, Rashad Jennings, and Shane Vereen has left a lot to be desired. It's a lot of two, three-yard runs. It is not the Rashad Jennings we saw last year, which I know a lot of people are probably hoping to see return because through those first three or four games, he was a very good fantasy running back until he got hurt. But I'm going to go. I'm going to go with. I guess I'm sort of going with the Giants' offense, but also against it. The I think they're just going to move the ball and have to settle for field goals. It's what they do. The Giants settle for field goals a lot which translates to fantasy points. Um, and of everybody with the average fantasy points per game, right now he is averaging the most. He's averaging 13. Next closest is 11.3 with Stephen Hauschka and Brandon McManus. Hauschka is on Seattle. McManus is on Denver. I, I'm just naming these kickers like I assume you know. Oh, I know. I know every kicker and what team they're on. Yeah. Good job, Travis. You sounded insane. Uh, so, Josh Brown, the New York Giants, he will be my kicker. And hopefully the um, Buffalo secondary can't really hold up to Odell, Beckham, and Randall, Ruben Randall. But then when the Giants try to run it inside the 30, hopefully they can hold up to that. Hmm. For some field goals. So our last position would be a flex if we're on DraftKings. It is a wide receiver on FanDuel. Um I have 6900 bucks left. So if we were going for a running back, 
Um, I know I don't have the FanDuel numbers in front, or the, excuse me, the DraftKings numbers in front of me, so this won't perfectly match. But the top guy, Chris Ivey, 6,900. Then it drops off to, where are we going next? CJ Anderson. Like I said before, a lot of guys, when people were drafting their season-long leagues, um, these guys were going in the first first round or early second round, and they haven't had the best start of the year. C.J. Anderson's only averaging 4.5 points a game. But maybe you think this is the week he breaks out. Um, the Denver running game, I think, is just sort of a committee approach right now, which is kind of upsetting for anybody who drafted Anderson. So I'm going to stay away from him. I would probably honestly go with a Jeremy Hill or a Justin Forsett at 67. Uh, I don't know where I'd spend that extra 200 bucks on, maybe above up my tight end or something. But, or my, nah, I wouldn't touch my kicker or my defense. So, definitely bump up my tight end. But, I'm not getting a wide running back right now. We're on to wide receiver. I have $6,900 left to spend. Uh, the most, the best guy left, Simpson Jackson at 68. Golden Tate. Jeremy Macklin. Oh, God, this is not great. Um, I think I'm I'm tempted to go with Alan Robinson of uh, Jacksonville for 6500 I would say 400 bucks that I could then spend elsewhere. But I think he's, you know, he's a big, tall, fast guy. Blake Bortles is starting to show that he can stand in the pocket and handle some of the rush. So let's go with him. And, yes, I would like to add you for $6,500. So it leaves me $400 left over to tweak. Uh, I'm not going to tweak right now. I like the team. I'll consider going back on Sunday, looking looking over what has happened in the next couple of days, maybe injuries, maybe weather, stuff like that. There's supposed to be like a hurricane coming up the East Coast. So some games are going to get washed out. That's not great for a lot of uh, a lot of fantasy players, obviously. And just looking at my list right now, I don't have – I have one, two players playing in the East, like the Far East Coast. I have the two guys in the Giants at Buffalo game, my tight end, Charles Clay, and my kicker, Josh Brown. Arizona, my defense is uh, in Arizona. Allen Robinson's at Indianapolis. Julio Jones is in Atlanta, but that's in a dome. James Jones and Aaron Rodgers are in San Francisco. Danny Woodhead is in San Diego, and Joseph Randall is in New Orleans. So I don't know whether uh, David Ganos, I think, talked about that. Shouldn't take too much away from any of my guys. Um, I believe Ganos liked taking people off of the people in weather like snow because the offense knew where the, they were going and the defense had no idea. They'd slip, they'd fall, uh, leaving our guys to rack up big gains. So, that's the team I'm putting together. Aaron Rodgers at quarterback for 9,200. Joseph Randall, uh, we're 7,400 at running back. Danny Woodhead at running back, 6,100. James Jones, Julio Jones, and Allen Robinson are my receivers. Jones at 6,000. Julio Jones at 9,400. And Allen Robinson at 6,500. Charles Clay is my tight end at 
5,200. Josh Brown, 4,800 as my kicker. And Arizona's defense for 5,000. So let's enter this lineup. All right, we are in. Now we'll see uh, what I do with that remaining 400. I'll tweet about it. Uh, you can find me at the real Travioli, or you can tweet us at so-called Fantasy X on Twitter. If you got uh, suggestions on what I should do, let me know. If you want to know how it fares um, or go against me, we could do that. I'm not sure how we would go do that. We could just. I'm sure somebody knows how to use FanDuel better than I. But that is uh, the team I've put together. Hopefully, some of the stuff I have picked up from the other guys here, so-called fantasy experts who play this more often than I do and who are really good at it, uh, rubbed off on me. We can have a good week. We can win a little bit on cash. And um, On weeks when I, like my other teams aren't doing too great, I can go to daily fantasy football and give this a try. So, Thanks for listening. Hopefully, uh, I didn't struggle. I didn't sound like I struggled too much going through this. Hopefully, you guys have picked something up. And um, I don't know. Hopefully, this is fun. We'll see. You, It's you guys against me, so we'll see how it turns out. Um, but for so-called fantasy experts, I'm Travis Pastore, your host. I will see you next week. I'll get a guest next week. I know it's kind of lame just listening to me talk for a half hour. But uh, I appreciate you tuning in.